Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we are discussing why Anna has not reviewed Thousand Stars Episode 9, peeps. Yes, I know it aired almost a week ago. I am fully aware of that. But Anna didn't review this yet because Anna honestly watched the end of this because I watched it when it was live streaming and I watched it without English subtitles. So I can honestly tell you that I don't know the gist of like episode section one, two, and three of this, but I did get to watch English subtitles on episode four or section four of this episode. And let's just say I was so upset by the end of this that I just decided I'm waiting until episode 10 comes out this Friday so that I can know if this series is going to be an absolute dive bomb or if it's not going to be. So that is why I have not reviewed Thousand Stars episode 9 because I found out at the end of episode 9 that basically is about thwarted love and realizing that Tian needs to go live his life, live his dream, which really isn't anything about what Tian wants to do. It's all about what his dad wants him to do. And Pufa feels that he has to tell Tian, you know, you can't live in this backwater with me. You need to go get your education and become a bigwig in the society like your dad in Bangkok, because that's living your truth instead of, you know, everyone else, what they want you to do, which is an absolute total lie because that is what everyone else wants Tien to do. It's nothing to do with what Tien wants to do, which is to stay with Pufa in a place that doesn't have electricity or running water, which means he must really, really, really like Pufa. That's all I'm saying. That is a dedicated relationship. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't think you could get me to live without electricity or water for nobody. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but anyway, so at the end of the day, I have not reviewed this because I got really hacked at it, left a couple of very um, upset comments on the YouTube video about this saying, GMMTV, what are you thinking? I hope this is going to be good because this is so far pretty unimpressive and it's getting to be a total dive bomb now. But anyway, I, I, I didn't say it quite like that, but that was my gist in a nicer, more tactful manner. So at the end of the day, I think the thing that really bothered me about this as a whole is mainly because Pufa thought that that was the way to handle the situation. It's kind of like in Once Upon a Time, one of my favorite lines is when Rumpelstiltskin says, there is always a third way. And you know, oftentimes in life, we think there are two ways to do it. This in this situation, Tian thinks there's either leaving Pufa and going back to Bangkok, finishing his decree, becoming a bigwig, or number two, staying with Pufa and not accomplishing his degree, living in obscurity, and being happy for the rest of his life, as far as he can tell, you know, in a rural area. And the question is, is maybe there's a third option. And the other question to ask is, how do you define success? Because I think a lot of times people define success by, you know, getting that college degree, living in Bangkok, being a bigwig. But at the end of the day, is that really going to add to your happiness? Because if you're with people who you don't care about, then what's the point of 
your life. And you know, I don't mean it weird, but I really feel bad for Pufa at this point in the doc in the series, mainly because I think it's kind of sad that he's not only lost his heart once, but now twice, and now a third time, basically. Because honestly, it's been seven months. He lost Torfin. He buried her. Then Tien came into his life about six months later. He thought maybe that would work out, kind of lost his heart to Tien. And now he has to say goodbye to Tien, and he's lost his heart three times in less than a year. And I don't know, but that just seems like something that's really, really hard to deal with. I mean, like, totally hard. And I'm not a very romantic person at all, but I'm just saying, losing your heart three times in a year would be utterly, utterly difficult. I mean, like, terribly so. And it's not just a little bit, because I'm like, you know, with Torfin, she's gone. Can't really resuscitate that one. Um, I'm not trying to be macabre here. I'm simply saying it's not going to happen. With Tien, it's like, you know, he's probably going back to Bangkok, going to do what his dad wants him to do and never returning. And, you know, I really don't know why in the end, if this is how they're going to have the character of Pufa handle this by like telling Tien, you know, go live your life, do what your parents want you to do, which, you know, you think is your dream, but really is theirs. And I really don't know why in the end, Pufa let his guard down to the point where he cared for Tien the way he did if he was just going to ship him off to Bangkok to make his family happily. Because Pufa is a pretty calculating and a thoughtful way person. So the whole idea of him falling for Tien and then basically saying we can't be together goodbye, it doesn't really make sense on a logical linear level. So I'm really trying to figure out what the writers are thinking. I mean, I know this is based off of a BL from Thailand, so maybe it makes sense in the book. But in construction of characters, it really doesn't make sense to me that Pufa, who seems like an extremely level-headed humanoid, would basically set himself and set Tien up for absolute failure. I mean, no offense, it's just it's not really Pufa's modus operandi. To be someone who sits there and goes, you know, for kicks, I think I'll like Tien, he'll like me, and then we'll just break it off and rest both our hearts up. I mean, that's not really Pufa's style. So I'm trying to figure out what's going on here in the story. Maybe there's more that meets the eye, but it really doesn't make sense on the level that we've had the episodes up to this point, and now we're going to just basically crash bomb it in episode nine. I mean, no offense. There were some people that really thought episode nine was like nice because of unrequited love, which um, no offense on this, like, you know, you do you, but uh, yeah. So anyway, um, let's just say those comments did not. Yeah. Anyway, but I'm just saying, I think it, there's always a third way, peeps, and that's what I'm hoping with episode 10. But I will be putting up a review of episode 9 eventually, but I am waiting until episode 10. So I can either have a absolute and tutter rant and diatribe, or I can give a nice, happy conclusion with a bit of intermixture of episode 10 and episode 9. So it's not like uber depressing and, uh, yeah, depressing and uberly so. So anyway, but I will say, you know, I totally get Pufa's situation and wanting Tien to go do what his parents want him to do, finishing his college degree. And I'm not even saying that's not a good thing to do in the end, because 
if the third way could be Pufa, Artian goes, finishes his college degree, comes back and teaches school in the village, that's that's a good third way. But again, to what aim are we doing it? What's our motivation? And at the end of the day, are we going to be where we really want to be? And so I think that's the question that needs to be asked. I think the interesting thing to me about this whole thing was a lot of the comments were, well, of course, Tian has to go back because if he stayed in the village, he'd kind of basically be wasting his life in the rural area. Is that a waste? I mean, no offense. I'm like, he's helped the villagers. Yeah, there's been hiccups, but he's helped them so that they're able to sell their tea at a better price. The children know how to read a scale, so they're not going to be hoodwinked ever again by how people weigh things. They're going to be able to read and write. And what is that worth? And what do we really define as success? Is it having a job in Bangkok where everybody admires you? Or is it maybe living out in the outback with a generator and the people you care about? So anyway, but that is why I haven't reviewed episode 9. And I will be doing it this Friday after I see how episode 10 turns out. I'm watching the end of that first, I think. And then I will leave either an epic rant or an epic, ah, this turned out well. Okay. So anyway, I really don't think TV is going to make this into a dive bomb. But, you know, they could. They've been kind of batting a thousand on a couple of things here recently. And um, I'm hoping this is not one of those things that adds to that list. So anyway, I will be back here this Friday, hopefully, with a review of episode nine and ten of a thousand stars. And again, I just want to put, I know I said it before, but I totally do get Pufa because honestly, I mean, no offense, my modus operandi would be to sit there and go, you know, they're better off living in the city, having their life, not being here with me. But I think the thing is, is not to ask yourself, why would you be with someone because they could be with anyone else? But to ask themselves, how do I say this? This is a tongue twister. I'm sorry. I can think it better than I can say it. But basically to sit there and go, it's not about, yeah, they could be with anyone else, but anyone else wouldn't be you. And I think that's the problem with Pufa is he's sitting there going, you know, Tian could be with anyone else who would be able to live in a prestigious society. They wouldn't be spending their life, you know, as a forest ranger, taking care of things on the border of Thailand and possibly end up dead early because of it. But that wouldn't maybe be the person they're supposed to be with. It Just because you could be with anyone else doesn't mean that you shouldn't be with this someone that is not somebody, everybody else, if that makes sense. So with that on out, check it at the round table. Bye.